This month, the full moon occurs on Friday, January 10th. That's when you can expect to see it rising slightly north of east soon after the sun sets in the southwest. Many cultures on Earth had special names for the full moon each month, but probably no other people had as many as the Native Americans. For example, the January wolf moon is most commonly attributed to the Native Americans and early colonialists who noticed the wolves howling more often in January because of their breeding season. As a target for observing, the full moon is not a good time for seeing fine details because the direct sunlight blurs many of the subtle features. But it is a good time for noting other traits. For example, you'll be able to notice the dark circular plains called maria, which is Latin for seas. Of course, there is no water on the moon. These roundish depressions are from ancient asteroid impacts, which subsequently filled in with basaltic lava. The combinations of maria are what give us features like the man in the moon or the rabbit in the moon. But the full moon is also the best time to look for what are called ray structures. These are splashes of light-colored debris that emanate from some of the large craters. The lighter the rays appear, the younger the crater. For example, some of the longest and brightest rays come from a crater at the bottom south of the moon called Tycho. It's estimated at only about 100 million years old, which is incredibly young for lunar craters. You might hear through the news or internet that there's going to be a penumbral eclipse of the moon on the 10th. This eclipse is only visible from Europe, Asia, and Africa, but don't worry, you're not missing much because a penumbral eclipse is barely noticeable to the naked eye. With the Delta College Planetarium in Bay City, I'm Mike Murray.